Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you get financial independence, quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. And today, I am super pumped to bring on a fantastic real estate short-term rental property expert who's going to show us how you do not need to have short-term properties in fantastic vacation areas like Disney World or Disneyland, you can have it in the heart of America and make lots of money. He's going to show us how to do it. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. What's going on? Super blessed as always to have you here on the show with me. And recently, I went to a conference. Now, you guys know I have my conference, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Well, the reason why I have that conference is because I go to conferences for my business. Now, I will tell you, though. I don't go to other real estate investor conferences. And the big reason, it's not because it's competition. It's because they're all sales pitch. You know, there's like big sales, like, or person in the front. Like they're hire somebody, pay them 20 grand to come in and speak from the stage. And they'll be all hype and sales. Then they'll say, run to the back. It's normally a billion dollars, but it's a thousand dollars today. So that's why I don't go to real estate conferences. But I do go to other conferences for fun and learning about business and getting better and meeting people, I just came back from PodFest, a podcasting conference, and it was super, super awesome. There's some great things coming for the Master Passive Income podcast, as well as Master Passive Income in general that I can't share with you now, but I am super excited. Like I, I haven't actually been this excited since I started RubeCon, you know, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. I haven't been this excited about building something while Master Passive Income is actually growing and things are gonna be happening. And I'm super pumped. But I went to this conference and networked and met some awesome people, learned a ton about how to do what I want to do in my business, how to do it right. Same thing with like creating YouTube videos or writing articles, writing books. I go to other conferences where I learn how to do my business better. That's why I have RubeCon is to help you. But I also even learn a ton from other people how to invest and how they invest. Now, reason why I share this is I had my good friend Kirby Atwell. He's speaking at RubeCon. He does short-term properties, and he is amazing when it comes to short-term rental properties. I think he has like 21 short-term properties, but like I said in the intro, he literally does not go and spend, you know, let's say five, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars in like Hawaii, which that'll probably just get you a little condo there, or like in Orlando, where you're trying to get these huge, huge uh, mortgages and try to hopefully get enough money from all these nights that's being rented out. And I had my friend on this show, and he is walking me through how he does it. And I said, you know what, we just need to actually record an episode right now. So I got these little microphones out like little lapel mics I use for for um, YouTube. And we just started recording. But here's what's fun. You're gonna be hearing at master passive income like the podcast. So I'm kind of tired of listening to podcasts where it's a question and answer. You know, the host asks a question, then the um, you know guest responds, and then they ask another question, and then a response, and then another question, and then a response. It gets boring. And I mean, it's, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But the podcasts that I like are the ones where it's more of a dialogue. Now, I'll definitely say Joe Rogan has, like, he started that, it seems like, started that whole trend. 
And now all the podcasts are going that way. But here's the big thing. I just enjoy listening to it. And so you're going to find out in this episode, as well as new episodes that are going to be coming when I'm doing a guest interview, I have so many amazing friends that I just want to get them on the radio or the podcast and talk to them and have a good time and just see where the conversation goes. Now, we're going to talk about real estate, obviously, but who knows? Like I recently had Felipe on the show, a good friend of mine, Felipe Mejia, and we just started talking about parenting because that's where the conversation went. And it was super enjoyable for me. Hopefully it's enjoyable for you. But with that, same thing with this episode as well with my guest. It is so much fun being able to bring on amazing people to introduce you to them so that we can all make real estate investing better for everybody. And that's what RubeCon's all about. That's what Master Passive Income is all about is we're getting around the right type of people. In fact, if you listen to the show, more than likely, and if you've been around for a little while, you kind of get a sense of the type of people that I bring on. I try to bring on just down-to-earth, awesome people. And so they are my friends. And I want you to meet my friends. And so what's so much fun is I have the opportunity to do this. Now, with today's show, you're going to be learning so much. And I have my good friend on from the Living Off Rentals podcast. He coaches how to do this as well. His name's Kirby Atwell. He's going to show us how we can do exactly what he's done and be super successful in our short-term real estate investing. All right, here we go. Kirby, thanks for being here, man. It's awesome to be here, man. And I think the Disney fanatics are going to yell at you because you call it Disneyland, and we're actually close to Disney World. So I know you're from California, so it's, a, it's an honest it, mistake. Let's call it Disneyland. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, nobody skewer me. That's just the way. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's awesome to be here, though. It's, uh, it's great to be back on the show, and um, I'm super excited about upcoming RubeCon. Yeah. This is, so for everybody... Quick backstory, um, Kirby and I met through podcasting and been on each other's shows. And then I was like, Kirby, you're an awesome dude and you um, invest in real estate. How about we had you come speak at RubeCon? And then fast forward, you know, friendship. And now we're at the, I was going to a podcasting conference called PodFest, great conference. And um, I said, hey, Kirby, you want to come to PodFest? And we get a big Airbnb. So if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see that this is our Airbnb and um, it's fairly huge. And it yeah. feels like this whole like s tiny little city that they build of just uh, cookie cutter homes of like eight bedroom, eight bathroom, pool, jacuzzi, and just game room, game room. Yeah. Like they turn the garage into a game room, uh, but it's made for Disney World, World, Disney World. Um, but anyways, so uh, then Kirby is going to be speaking at RubeCon, the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Been there every year now. Yeah. So it's our third year. Yeah, last two years were amazing. You know, and I've been investing for over a decade uh, at this point, you know, 2012 is when I really, or 2011, when I really dove into it um, kind of full time after I got out of the army. And I feel like, you know, I've learned a lot the whole time, but each time I've gone to RubeCon, I've walked away with like new things that I want to implement. It, it, either it's new tactics or new strategies um, because there's such a diverse group of, of speakers there. It's, it's awesome. And then having different asset classes. Like I love residential. So you're like four, four units and below residential properties long-term because I don't have to even think. Like yeah. I don't do anything and I make money, which is great. But at the same time, there's so many other great asset classes out there yeah. that you could invest in. And then finding the right people that you can work with, uh, get coaching or whatever it might be. Um, so, but anyways, let's, I want to talk about you invest in midterm property. Oh, sorry, midterm, Midwest, a yeah. lot of properties in the Midwest and short 
term properties. Uh, but most people think, well, don't you have to have like a decimation yeah. <laughs> for these short-term properties? And one, we'll jump into this, but I want you to talk about Midwest. But then at the same time, we're literally here in Orlando for Disney World. And you're looking at this Airbnb, which we're paying, I don't know, 500 bucks a night for. You're probably thinking they're not cash flowing, which we got to talk about. But anyways, tell me about these um, in the Midwest, like not destination locations yeah. that are good short-term properties. Yeah. And this is, I'm going to go through this in detail at RootCon, but um, th- this is probably the hardest thing for people to that I work with to get beyond is this mindset of, well, who the heck is going to rent in Indiana? Like who, who's going on vacation in Indiana? And you got to get beyond the fact that it's not just vacations. Like there's, I think there was 300 million bookings on Airbnb last year. A lot of those weren't vacation. It's just any reason that somebody travels. And so if you think about it, if you can find these pockets where you can buy a property really inexpensively, but yet there's enough of a population. So maybe outside of a larger city in the Midwest where properties are on sale, you can, and, and also if you buy multiple units, now all of a sudden the cash flow is through the root, the net cash flow that you're actually putting in your pocket. So I just did an analysis of this property, which is a $1.5 million new build compared to a relatively low, low cost multi-unit in the Midwest being used as a short-term rental. And even if the numbers are much lower gross numbers, the net numbers actually are, are substantially higher in the, the cash profit flow. wise exactly. for everybody listening. The yeah. cash flow. Yeah. So, but well, okay. So, I mean, we're here in Orlando and yet hopefully a lot more occupancy, it seems like, because mm-hmm. it's, so, I mean, but when you're walking through it, paying 500 bucks a night, they have a huge cleaning fee because there's a lot of, this place is huge. Yeah. Help me to understand how that would actually work out that it would, you would make more money in the Midwest and, you know, like yeah. three or a triplex and then you have all Airbnb as well. Yeah. So what I, I focus on is freedom. Like I left my job two and a half years ago. Um, and, and my main goal has always been around cash flow. Not initially. Initially, I was flipping and didn't realize this was going to be a treadmill I'd be on forever. Um, so, but then eventually I realized cash flow was the key to freedom. I, I didn't want to work forever. So you can buy, I think the allure of this investment is you can buy it for 1.5 million and you're hoping that it appreciates over time. And if it does 10%, that's $150,000. That's great. But you can't live off that $150,000. You know, that's going to be in your, uh, you know, you get that when you retire or sell the property or, or whenever you cash out. What I want is, is cash flow. And so if you look at this one, say $500 a night at even at a 70% occupancy, you can multiply that out. That's like $130,000 a year of gross income. But then you look at the mortgage on 1.5 million. You look at the pool cost to maintain that. You look at, um, the size of this place. Like you said the cleaning fee, all the, all the expenses that go into it, the taxes on a $1.5 million house, compare that to like a triplex, like our most recent deal, it's a $300,000 property, $160 nightly rate. So nowhere close to it, but that's per unit. So you got three of those coming in. So even at a lower occupancy, 65% occupancy, you're looking at $113,000 of gross income. But then you look at our mortgage on $300,000 property and our taxes, and we don't have a pool and we don't... The expectations of the guests are much lower, so we don't have as many refunds. And um, so all of that, our expense ratio is much lower so that the amount of cash we're sticking in our pocket on a monthly basis is, it just blows it out of the water compared to this where I don't think they're going to cash flow at all. 
the play here is you just hope for appreciation long term. How'd you get into doing the short term? Now, obviously, we know there's a lot of people actually do short term now. Um, but when I first bought my first property, I was like, okay, the only thing we did, cause, well, sorry, this was in 2006. There wasn't um, Airbnb. Yeah, there wasn't. Yeah. I think the VRBO might have been around. around the internet was invented, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. It was, but it was so limited. Um, yeah. we had AOL was dial yeah. probably. <laughs> um, but anyways, um, so uh, yeah, it was for me, it was like, man, long-term properties because I didn't want to have to worry about. How did you get it? Did you jump right into the short term? I wish. I mean, if I can go back, if I could start like, because Airbnb, I think really started around 2010 um but it really didn't pick up steam till like 2014 15 16 um so i started flipping because i got out of the army and i was like i don't I, I don't have access to financing they didn't have these dscr loans which are basically 30-year fixed loans on a rental property back then they just didn't exist um so i was like well i'm gonna flip because it seems like that's how everyone's making money and it just scaling a flipping company is a very tough proposition. You're working a job. I mean, when you think about it, yeah, no, absolutely. Flipping, yeah. If you don't flip that next property, yeah, you're not going to make any money. How are you going to feed your family? Exactly. And you never get ahead because there's no recurring income. So it's not like when you buy a house, that's you, you make, say, say you make 500 bucks a month of cash flow. You, you can kind of set it on autopilot, add another one the next month or the next quarter or the next year. And now you got, a thousand dollars and and so that it just accumulates and uh that doesn't happen with flipping so i did that for five years took me a long time to how many properties did you flip uh about 75 Ooh. um midwest you know, too yeah all around chicago um in the suburbs we started with more affordable which actually worked better and then we got into luxury because we were like well if a three hundred thousand dollar house works well a million dollar house much better and uh learned a lot of lessons there and and finally, I got in. I, I realized this was not a long term. You know, th- th- this wasn't going to get me to my goal of financial freedom. So I got into long term rentals. And I want to pause for a quick second and share that honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. Now, my new goal is to help one million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you: number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, "Hey, you know, check out Dustin and Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate." That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate. Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word "rental," R E N. T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income. Scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. And then just discovered this strategy by moving to Indiana from Chicago and had this empty basement, this walkout basement, and decided to turn it into a one-bedroom apartment. This This is 2017. Got it. 2017. Yeah, so we turned it into a one-bedroom apartment. You're living upstairs. Yeah. The basement had a door that you separate, like down. It, yeah. yeah, separate entrance outside. So, I mean, it didn't impact our lives at all. We didn't. Ha- we had no clue what we were doing. We finished it right before Memorial Day, rented, put it on Airbnb, and we booked it the whole summer right away. And, and we made $22,000 that summer. And so we were like... That's, a, that's like more than the mortgage payment. 
Yeah. It, well, it was, it was, uh, you know, it, it was a, probably about, uh, two thirds of our mortgage payment. Okay. But, um, it was more than I was making on a lot of single family houses that I owned that were long-term rentals at the time. So I thought, you know, is there a way to scale this? And so I started looking at other towns nearby and experimenting, learning lots of lessons and doing it the hard way, which is how I help people now. Cause I basically just tell them all the things that I made mistakes on and Same what here. to avoid. So <laughs> I've done so many mistakes. In fact, in 2006, when I first started investing, I didn't know what I was doing. I followed some guru. They said, you know, what you want to do is find a property anywhere in the country, yeah. run the numbers, and then make sure you're making $50 a month in passive income. Yeah. Like that's like the most like, yep, yeah, but you're going to get appreciation. And this was 2006 before the crash. And everybody's like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So this, I was at the stupid seminar. Uh, actually, what I was, I was watching TV late at night because that's what you do when you're an employee. You go to work. And then watch TV, yeah. go to work and watch TV. Little, some little events in the middle there. But as I was watching TV late at night and late night infomercial came on, Hey, we're real estate gurus. We're coming to your town. We're going to give you a free two hour seminar. I'm like, that's fantastic. Yes. I'm going to run to that. And so I ran to that. And then it was all hype and sales pitch. And they said, run to the back, run to the back. It's normally a billion dollars, but it's a thousand dollars today. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't have money, but let's go ahead and do it anyways. Put on a credit card. Anyways, I went to their two day seminar, which was Andy. <laughs> Even more sales pitch for a $50,000 course, a $60,000 course. Like if it was long-term properties, it was 50,000. If it was flipping, it's like 80,000. Like every single like type of asset class, they were, they had a course for it mm. and hunt multiple thousands of dollars in the 50, 60, 70. I didn't have that money. So with that, what I decided to do was actually go ahead and try to do what they told me to do. So in 2006, you know, they say run the numbers, make sure you make a little bit of money in passive income, but you'll get appreciation, which I don't invest for appreciation, just cash flow like a business. Then, um, anyways, they told me this whole wrong process. I did it. And my property manager just started stealing from me. Like the first six months, it was horrible. Like at six months, started losing money. My wife said, what are you doing? Like, we don't have any money. And like th- now we're losing money even more. But all these problems that like you were saying, get back to your uh, your point, um, losing all these, this money, doing things wrong. Yeah. You figure out, okay, well, if that didn't work, let me rip that out of my business and keep yeah. the only things that actually work in the business. And then, then it's a blessing to be able to now share that with people, yeah. you know, fast track what they've done or sorry, what they can do because of what we've done. Yeah. Well, I think in, in the biggest blessing for you too, is that you didn't stop then. Cause I, I hear oh, that man. all the time. People are like, Oh, I tried a deal back didn't in, work. you know, 10 years ago, it didn't work. And think about your life. Like had you stopped, you'd probably still be working a government job totally. in, in California, you totally. know, as opposed to um, being financially free. So, but that's, that's how it goes in the beginning. So that's, yeah, that's exactly why I think what you do is super valuable that you can just avoid those mistakes, learn it from other people instead of uh, going through it yourself. So getting to Airbnb. Now I love the idea of having myself a yelling um, Airbnb or short-term properties, even midterm properties. I personally don't yet. And I think the big reason why is because it's so comfortable doing long-term. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, my property managers don't do a whole lot because the property works for you. There's no turnover. Yeah. I'm not trying to like argue that my point is yeah. that I think, like for, for me, how I love residential long-term, but I'm totally fine. In fact, my wife and I are probably moving from Phoenix. That, Lord willing, I have no clue if this is what's going to happen. We, we're looking to move from Phoenix this year to um, 
Let's make this year your best real estate investing year ever by coming to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. And the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is where you can join hundreds of real estate investors and over 40 expert investor speakers and learn how to have an amazing success in your real estate investing business. The Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference is not like any other conference out there. This is a no sales pitch conference where the entire three days event is all about you and helping you to meet expert investors, teaching you how to invest and join a huge community of hundreds of like-minded real estate investors. And because you are a part of the Master Passive Income Podcast, I'm giving you 20% off your RubeCon pass. That's right. Get 20% off of your RubeCon pass by using the promo code MPI20, MPI20. You need to be at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. Join us in the heart of downtown St. Louis, March 14th through the 16th for a transformative three-day event that's more than just a conference. It's a community of investors. Get your pass. Go to RubeCon.com, R-E-W-B-C-O-N.com and use the promo code MPI20 to get 20% off of your RubeCon pass. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee, because we want to be around more grass. We want My wife and I would love to own uh, acreage. Yeah. My goal in life is to have a house that has a shooting range in the backyard or on the property <laughs> so I don't have to drive you know, 20 miles to get to a shooting range. Nice. Uh, but that's my goal. And so hopefully there'll be a lot of land in Tennessee that actually you know, we could do that on. Um, you could do that in the desert, but it's yeah. brown. And yeah, cactus yeah, yeah. and <laughs> dirt and rocks. So, anyways, but we're going to move. So, we have our home in um, Phoenix that is perfect for midterm or short term property, like literally perfect. There's the all the baseball stadiums all around from um, uh, spring ball. They all yeah. come in town here. So, we've already been filling out, like getting rid of furniture that were my wife and I are really frugal. So, a lot of our favorite furniture was just like somebody's giving it away. I'm like, okay, yeah. we'll take it if it, you know, it looks okay. But, anyways, this um, we've now been getting rid of that stuff and then getting new things that we can now in let's say six months from now, sometime in the summer, whatever, we move, we can literally leave this right. house and not take a bunch of stuff. That's yeah. the thing. I want to I didn't want to cross the country with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Then I was like, you know what? I can I can leave so much stuff that we can even come back and use this place. But then what we're gonna do is purchase a property in Nashville area that we can either do short term or midterm, but move into it and furnish it. Like basically, like you're flipping a house, like you, you, you can live in it while you're flipping it and then you move out and have somebody, you know, if you flip it, but same thing, we're going to buy the house and furnish it for short-term or midterm properties and then keep doing that. So I personally like just my own risk tolerances, like 80% of my portfolio in long-term, cause I literally don't think it just makes money consistently. Yeah. Rent scope over time, but then 20% of my portfolio being in short-term cause you make a lot more money. Yeah. Now, what are your thoughts? Like, Portfolio wise, it sounds like all yours are short term. Yeah. Do you ever, are you ever see yourself doing long term? You know, it's, it's interesting. And, and I think one of the, um, cool things about real estate, it kind of aligns with this, but I, I just saw some, I forget who it was. I just saw somebody talking about how your portfolio, like we're taught your portfolio should be diversified, but your portfolio should match your expertise, you know? And totally. so to me, I've tried stocks. I've tried other things. Um, and, it just wasn't my, my cup of tea. But, um, once I discovered this strategy, I went all in. I had 24 long-term rentals at the time. I sold them off. Um, oh, sold them. Is, yeah. Quickly. I can't remember your point, but you sold them. Why would you sell them? Couldn't you just turn yeah. it into Airbnb? Uh, they were, they were in areas that weren't, they were, they'd be more challenging. They would have worked, but they would be pretty challenging. In the south suburbs of Chicago, um, the numbers just, just weren't appealing enough. 
And um, initially, I thought I needed to be close. Like, I needed to be right down the street from them. I realized over time with the right systems, you don't. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so I focus. So, and, and what I advise to people is like, dive in on one sector, but not that, that, that my strategy is the way for everybody. Like, I see um, what Zach's doing with, with the lease option properties and, I'm like, man, that's so smart. Like, he's you making know, it's, a killing. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know, like, if you're watching, listen, as Zach, he's a, um, a part of Master Passive Income as well. He does leases, lease options or rent to own, but he has no expenses yeah. because the tenant is actually buying the property from him. And you, you take care of, there's a roof leak. You got to fix that. Like, yeah. consider me the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, with lots of properties, no expenses. Yeah. Rents go up. <laughs> yeah. It's cash yeah. flow. Exactly. So, so I see that, or with Seth Williams doing the land uh, flipping and stuff, and, and these are I really Seth. interesting. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, that got me. I was like, oh, I want to invest like Seth. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's so many interesting um, strategies that a lot of the speakers at RubeCon do, and it's it can you know it can be distracting if you let it be, but also I think you just incorporate the ones that make the most sense for your life and your goals, like you mm-hmm. just talked about, like you know, the, the short-term rentals can really fit in. You don't have to like, you know, build a business around short-term rentals, but you can incorporate it where it makes sense and then have your main business focus that you've got your system set up around. So you hit a point or a word, but then the point is diversification. We hear that all the time when somebody's investing in stocks, like yeah. they'll say, Oh, you need to diversify, diversify, diversify. Well, somebody really smart um, his name's Warren Buffett, like one of the best stock investors ever. <laughs> I've heard of that guy. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Pretty sure it's Warren Buffett. Hopefully I'm quoting it right. But he said, diversification is for people who have no clue what they're doing. Ah, yeah. So I don't Uh, diversify in anything that I'm not, like you said, I'm an expert. I literally know my investing. Now, if I'm going to give it away to somebody and hope something sticks, like I, let's say 10 different options, stocks, uh, um, lending money to whatever might just pick a bunch of different types. Or if you're just in stocks and 10 different stocks. Yeah, you're trying to hope one that might fail, the other nine are going to work out for you. Because you have no control over that No either. control. Yeah. With our businesses, it's a business. Yeah. And we make money. We know we make money every single month because that's we don't buy the property unless it makes money for us. So why would we diversify into things that we don't know or have control about? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I feel the same way. And um, yeah, not to say that eventually you don't start to like you, you, you hear about you know billionaires have like 18 streams of income or something but they didn't start that way they got really good at one thing and then they did start to diversify into other things after they had a great system around that one thing so i love the idea that there are multiple streams of income you know we have a job you get one maybe you have a side business or you sell things on the side like you have another stream of income um but when you have just one stream of income, what if something happens? I'm, so I'm totally all for lots of streams of income. I mean, shoot, with all the, I think five businesses I have now, lots of streams of income, which is great. But they flow into my river of income, which is my real estate investing. Yeah. I just keep, because that's that's where I, I make the most money. That's where I control everything. That's the properties that I could buy and give to my kids eventually. And so with the river of income, every river, sorry, every stream eventually goes into a river, which it's like, man, it actually works out so much better because I store my wealth, I make more money, and can pass it on. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, the pool guy just showed up dipping into their cash flow even further on this property. So, <laughs> so getting, yeah, getting back to the midterm, 
and short-term property, like how this functioned out. Huge place, but you believe that, and well, I 100% agree, I'm not saying I disagree, but yeah, so there's so many expenses here. It costs a crap load probably to make, and yet, and to build, and yet if you did something in mid in Midwest or someplace that's a lower price point yeah. that you can actually do midterm. Anyways, let's. I want to get quickly back to, like, I was liking the idea that you were talking about um, utilizing um, the Midwest or buying lower cost homes. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing that I know about you that you definitely need to share. So, well, let me ask you, would you ever buy a property that you can only cash flow if you did short-term property? Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. And that's one of the other big benefits of this strategy of these lower-cost properties is I could flip, especially the multi-unit properties, like a triplex like that, that thing would cash flow really well as a long-term rental. So either way, it, it's we're in a really good position. And and I probably wouldn't do a true long-term rental. I'd do either furnished long-term rental or mid-term rental, which is the strategy we use in the off-season typically when, you know, the, the price points are lower. We can rent it out to a nurse or a worker or somebody who just needs like a six-month lease. Um, and we can get a lot more than what we'd make on, as a long-term rental. Makes sense. We have um, over here last night, friends of mine, uh, Dennis and Vanessa, they have a property in Phoenix. And in Phoenix, they were living in it. And they said that I've been talking to for, I don't know, three or four, maybe even five years. He's been wanting to do more real estate. And um, he eventually bought a house in South Phoenix and his original property left is in North Phoenix. And he's doing, he put it on um, Airbnb and somebody's renting it for 90 days, $5,000 a month profit, he says. I think it's profit. Yeah, because he owns a pre and clear. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, he's making $5,000 a month. Yeah. I was wow. like, what? And yeah. that is so like, that covers and more your mortgage payment and the new property that you, yeah. that you have. So it's the same property. Yeah. It, it's amazing. Now let's, let's quickly jump to the real estate wealth builders conference. What I love about the conference is what number one, it's no sales pitch. Like we're, well, we have things that like people work with you, like mm-hmm. they pay you to, and you coach them fast tracking their success, you know, skipping over all the problems that you, uh, you've had to have and learning from your mistakes, just like learning from my mistakes. But it's not like those, honestly, uh, well, you've never been to another real estate investor conference, have you? Or have oh, I, I, I used to. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to go to quite a few of them. Um, but I got really turned off for the same reason you just described. It was like every time you go there is like the sleazy guy up in the front of the room who's like yelling at you to go to the back and you're, you know, making funny if you don't. And it's like high pressure and I was like, this is ridiculous. They even use tactics because when they run to the, when you're supposed to run to the back, it costs a lot of money. Yeah. They even use tactics like this. They say, okay, like the first part of the seminar, um, we're going to help you in your investing. You need a lot of capital. You need a lot of credit. So I want you, this is what they did to me. And this, they still do this now. Now it's, I, I'm going to knock this business model, but if anybody does it still, I like, I don't want to go to your conference. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they say, go and call up every single one of your credit cards and get them to raise your credit limit. Yeah. But this is for your benefit. Yeah. It's your benefit because you can use this in your real estate investing. Little do you know, you come back, let's say, oh, they even do this. Whoever has the most credit limit increase, you win this thing. You- they did that. Yes. Oh. And they still do yeah. this. There are some big name people yeah. I won't say. That literally, stu- big yeah. name. When you think of big name, yeah. yes, big name. Yeah. I'll say this. You even had the guy on your, com- on your podcast. Yeah. Well, that's the most I'll say. But anyways. Uh, yeah. Well, they, <laughs> they and a lot of those guys hire out a company that's just sharks. Yes. You know, and so they take a cut of the, the sales 
So they don't really care yes. about, you know, the people at all. They just want to get the sales because they're in and out. And so, yeah, that's. I'll quickly say I tried to advertise Rubicon, basically just letting people know about the conference so they could come to the conference and learn and not be sales pitch on his uh, network. And he said, no, you're competition. I'm like, competition? What are you talking about? Yeah. Turns out they're in the event yeah. space too. Anyway, so getting quickly back to, um, getting back to it, um, what they do is whoever gets the most credit limit, they win a prize, but it's all to get you to have more credit to go back and buy their credit or use their credit cards, your credit cards to buy their $50,000 things and yeah. $20,000. Like, like, I even saw a lady when I, 2006, when I was there, I saw a lady, um, literally in the back, with like, getting eight credit cards like okay now this and oh, oh how about 10 on this yeah dude you're just uh, yeah. yeah it's it's rough uh, i and so what i didn't want was that i was like <laughs> if i'm gonna go to any conference i don't want it to be that yeah. and then i thought you know what why don't i create something that i want to go to myself so with with rubcon we have so many um amazing real estate investors who are successful themselves that are personally seeing seeing the vision of helping people and seeing the idea that, you know what, we can help people and get them to, like another human being, helping them to become financially independent, invest in real estate, get something that they really wanted. That is so, so such an appealing thing for me that, because we're investors, we don't, I mean, we, of course, we make money on the coaching. We said, you're going to, if you want my time, you're going to have to pay for my time. If I wasn't going to get paid, I would just hang out with my wife yeah. and kids <laughs> and you know, just go travel yeah. and do all that stuff. Sort of stuff. But at the same time, there's so many other great things about bringing people together. And with that, you have the community, you have other asset classes and experts in those asset classes that can teach you. So tell me about your, you've been coming two or three years. What have you seen yourself? Cause I know you did quickly mention that, um, you get ideas. Oh, I can implement this. Mm-hmm. But uh, on top of that, you coming and teaching, talk to me about like your view of the, like the community, the people that come there. Yeah. And the type of environment that we try to build. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of what you described, <laughs> you know, in terms of high pressure and stuff. It, it's every speaker there understands your value. That, that's why I agreed to, to speak initially when you reached out. Cause I was like, I know your values. They align so well with mine. And so I know this is going to be a place I want to be. And so you attract other people like that. And so then there's a whole community built around high values, high, you know, providing high value. And so that's what each session is. And so you can kind of pick and choose as you work through the day what what strategies interest you. Um, and, and there's so many takeaways. It's not like this just general fluff knowledge. Like there's really actionable takeaways you can take away um, from these different sessions. And so that's what it's uh, it's been. And this year for my talk, I'm going to be backwards planning into how you can make $10,000 a month of cash flow in a relatively simple fashion. So we're going to talk through exact the step-by-step process of getting there. And I wanted to make it as actionable as possible, as, as specific as possible. So, um, so I'm super pumped to be there. I need to go to your session, <laughs> get to 10, $10,000. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, honestly, like even doing the, um, midterm or short-term properties, like, I mean, of course it's really not rocket science, but if you can get, so, get around somebody like you, that has done it that can say, Hey, this is, this is, if you go down this path, this is probably the direction you go. Cause I've done it. And mm-hmm. this was the outcome and I don't see another way. Let me give you other options that you can choose from. That's what now, whenever I do anything, 
new, uh, creating this conference, creating the real estate web for this conference. Um, I didn't just, let me just, I didn't think, let me just do it myself and figure it out. I literally called up my friends. I have three friends that have really big conferences, 2000, 3000 person conferences. And I quote unquote, pick their brain. Like I big and but they're awesome people and they're friends yeah. of mine. So uh, hours of me just talking to them, getting lessons from them. And there's not very many people that own conferences. And so, you know, they were excited because another person's doing conferences. Yeah. We're nowhere near competing. One's podcasting or two are podcasting. One's like blogging and stuff like that. But with that, I didn't want to do it on my own. I didn't want to reinvent the wheel. They've been doing it for 10 plus years. Smart. It's like, why don't I work with them and fast track my success? The first thing that all three of them said was all the conference owners, what they said was, um, you're going to lose money the first two or three years. You're going to lose money. I'm like, what? I don't want to lose money. Yeah. I don't, I'm not in this to lose money. He said, yeah, it's just expect that because hotels are expensive. Yeah. But anyways, they're telling me like all these tips and keys. And even one thing, like take, you know, getting sponsors, you should get sponsors because it's really expensive. But these sponsors, they're good services that your, your um, attendees can use. Fast forward. Basically, what it came down to, they fast tracked my success mm. because I learned from their mistakes, everything, and then their successes as well. Same thing with real estate investing. If you get around people like like you, like people join your membership or your coaching that you have, they get the course. You literally teach them. And my students have even gone to you and actually got their property and build it out. But that's the great thing about being around people. Well, not just people. There are a lot of people that sell things. Let's say they create a course and they just sell it. They might be investors. They, they are, I'll give them a benefit of the doubt. Maybe there are investors. Yeah. But um, it just seems like some people can't. And the reason why you and the other speakers are at RubeCon is I see you guys as generous, wanting to give, and seeing the vision of let's just serve people. And that's why I, just, I love having this community of people. And honestly, like the, the community feel, the, um, the way that everybody helps each other, um, the way that everybody's friendly, it starts with people like you, like the speakers, like if the speakers were jerks, it's going to have a different feel. Yeah. Cause yeah. I've been to conferences where the yeah. speakers just came across a little arrogant and then everybody else in like all the other people feel like they're on guard and they're arrogant too. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, the, the community is, uh, it's just, it's a great community to plug into because there's been so many different times throughout the year that I've reached out to different people or had conversations with different people or helped different people from the conference. And so um, it's not like you just go there and you, you collect some information, you collect contacts and, and relationships that, you know, now we're here at the, <laughs> at this conference together and we're learning so much together and we're building our relationship. Um, and that, that comes from being there, you know, initially and, totally. and creating that. And like, I've been to conferences where I just got my own hotel room and just went and attended that. But at the same time, I would go to breakout sessions and then leave and then go to the keynote and then leave, like yeah. not really take part in it. And then I realized afterwards, like I'm missing out on like literally 90% of what a conference is about. Yeah. People that are paying money to go and like, they're so serious about what they want to do. They're going to pay money to fly, to pay money to get a hotel, pay money to get a ticket. They're not just kicking tires. Yeah. You know, they're not, ah, let's just see. No, no. They're like, I'm serious. I really yeah, want to yeah. do this. Absolutely. Now with you, what's the future for living off rentals? Everybody definitely need to check out the podcast, living off rentals, amazing podcast, talking about everything in real estate investing. But with that, 
like what's the future for living off rentals and then your because you're still buying like yeah. us we're still investors mm-hmm. that's we first and foremost are investors but also living off rentals i want to see like i want to know where's the trajectory where are we going with that yeah it's been an interesting uh discovery process because when i was flipping and when i was um even doing the long-term rentals and the short-term rentals in the beginning I was in hyper acquisition mode all the time. So it feels like you're always just on this, like, you know, you need the next deal, you need the next deal. Um, and then we got to this tipping point of eight short term rentals. And that was our goal initially. Um, because that would more than replace my income of my corporate job. You you saw the, how much money you can make and multiplied it out. Okay. Eight would be good. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And we kind of underestimated actually. It it actually, we, I could have left sooner. Um, but once we got to that point, then all of a sudden it was like, uh, I had to to change that feeling or, or work on that feeling of, oh, I need another deal because now we have the income to replace right. the income, yep. or, to replace our W-2. So at that point, then I was uh, just, I kind of switched, I, I turned off all my paid marketing because I just didn't need it anymore. And then I would just take the opportune deals. I, I'm still looking, always actively looking for deals, but I can just take the ones that I are, are the best deals, the cream of the crop. And it's been so much more enjoyable because I don't have to do all these deals that I didn't well, really want to do. When you're first starting or when you have a goal of being financially independent or whatever it might be, like you're just working hard yeah. going after. And then eventually comes time like, wow, I, I, I attained it. And I'm now I, I could, I don't have to have the pedal to metal, yeah, you know, like exactly. full speed gas all the way down. Exactly. And, and we're all like very motivated. If you're motivated enough to get to financial freedom, you're still going to be doing work you know you're still going to be working on oh, yeah. do, doing more deals but it's in a way that is so much easier um and so then that freed up my ability to work with other people so now i've worked with almost 200 people individual like personally to help them do this as well and it's been super fulfilling i mean people literally tell me it changed their life so um so now my goal is to continue to to help other people you know we keep one or two projects going at a time um and we'll just keep adding them to our portfolio, um, just because it's not a huge lift. And then um, helping helping other people do the same thing. Same here. It, when I was able to take my foot off the gas, I felt like, well, I'm a doer too. Like I just constantly love building, love doing things. When I was able to take my foot off the gas for my acquisition, yeah, I felt like, oh wow, like I, a deal will come. I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not great. I could pass. Before that, when I was like, I need another deal, I would take deals that weren't the best. Yeah. And, but now, praise the Lord, the longer you hold a property, the more money you make. So now they're the ones that were just kind of like, eh, now making a lot yeah, of money because yeah, yeah. I haven't for a long time. But, um, it's nice now to be in a place where you're financially independent. And then when deals come, you're like, that's a good deal. Let me take yeah. it. And then what I love is you have 40 plus hours of your life not working for somebody else, building whatever it is for them. You could do whatever you want with that time. So now I build more businesses. Because I have the real estate's already doing so well, like I don't do anything and it works. And then maybe 30 minutes of my time personally, when I ac- acquire a new property, you know, somebody sends me a deal. I look at it, it takes me five minutes at most, then put an offer in, you know, yeah. and then it takes me five minutes to tell my property manager, okay, you know, start looking at the property, get it ready, uh, or give me a quote for how much it's going to cost to fix up. Another five minutes to get the title company, sign paperwork. Anyways, about 30 minutes at most of my personal time to buy a property. So it's not really that hard. Then you have 40 plus hours of your life to spend with your family, to go travel, to build. I love building businesses. Like I'm always doing and doing and doing. Now, um, oh, so the last part that, or not last part, what I was also thinking about was 
as you are acquiring more properties, are you, have you ever thought about going to like Hawaii market or, you know, huge destinations? Is that ever an idea for you? You know, um, it's funny you mentioned that because we're actually in the process of building two duplexes right now in Florida, in South Florida, in Port Charlotte. So you're like um, personal that you're not yeah. partnering with anybody. This is, uh, I, I have a couple partners who okay. are, who are putting up the equity portion. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, but yeah, we're, so, but it's, it's, I'm doing all the work. We're, we lined up the builders. I have a, a builder relationship with a guy down there who I've known for years, another really high character guy that I really trust. And that's why I feel so comfortable. But our goal initially, my wife and I was to, you know, use economies of scale, go deep in one market. So we're, where we can, um, use the same cleaner on all our properties, use the same handyman, understand the rules, under, you know, build relationships with the, uh, the count or with the, the town and with, uh, realtors. And so do that and, and quickly get to a place of financial freedom and then have a secondary location in a warmer climate, um, like Florida <laughs> that we would much rather spend our, Cause our time in Wisconsin. In. We're, we're in Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. So cold. yeah. Yeah. So in the winter months, we would much rather be down there. And so, um, we can rent these out. And so we're getting again, economies of scale with two duplexes. Each side sleeps quite a bit. Um, they're four twos on each side and then a shared pool in the back. And so you get the economies of scale of, of building the, you know, the cost of the pool is divided amongst two properties. And so from a cash flow, pure cash flow perspective, I, I would just keep investing in Indiana, but there's a lifestyle perspective too. And it still will cash flow. The numbers still make a ton of sense, um, building there. But, uh, it's a different type of investment and, and it fits into our lifestyle really well. So. So to answer your question, yeah, I, it, it's that's our secondary market. Still a cash flowing market, you know, for a for a tropical, relatively beat area, um, but uh, not not quite what you get in the Midwest that we found. I love it, Kirby. So awesome. Um, love having you on the show. Love being friends with you and hanging out here. Everybody's going to want to check out your podcast, Living Off Rentals. Everybody should check it out. But how else can they find you? You're big on TikTok, I think. Big. But I have like. <laughs> eight followers on TikTok. You got plenty more than that. But anyways, how can people find out and reach out to you? Uh, you know, if, if you want more information about like the, the steps of how I invest, like my methodology, livingoffrentals.com forward slash start is a great place. I, I did a masterclass there that walks through the steps of, of the way I think about investing. And so that's a great way. Um, or all the, the social media, anywhere living off rentals, you'll probably find me. So. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me. See you at RootCon. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next show. See ya. See ya.